Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Saturday, April the 29th, 2017. I have to be somewhat quiet over the course of the next few minutes because I'm coming to you for the first time ever from the team room of the UC Health Training Center uh, as the Denver Broncos just a little while ago wrapped up the 2017 NFL Draft. The Broncos make eight selections uh, in rounds one, two, three, two in the third, uh, one fifth, two in the sixth, and a seventh round pick. We'll go through each of these picks, talk about the draft in its totality and where this lands. Uh, this leaves the Broncos heading into the rest of the OTA schedule and ultimately into training camp and the season. I'm Jake Marsing, 5280 Sports Network's Broncos beat writer, also the managing editor over at 5280sportsnetwork.com. We'll start, obviously, on Thursday night, the big night, the start of the NFL draft, the selection of Garrett Bowles, the tackle out of Utah, an impressive physical Specimen Garrett Bowles, an athlete, says he wants to play at around 295 to 305 as his ceiling. Uh, look, not a sexy pick for the Broncos. Certainly not a Christian McCaffrey, not a Jabril Peppers, not a, uh, not even a Reuben Foster who was available at that pick. Instead, the Broncos go with uh, Garrett Bowles, a guy that they clearly had targeted, filling a need that we have talked about here on the show, uh, an absolutely monumental need that they had at left tackle. They get that filled in the first round of the draft. Garrett Bowles fills it. He will come in expected to be the day one starter at that position, and it's certainly, uh, he certainly can do the job. Uh, I, I think if you look at the roster right now, he's coming in as the best tackle available uh, on this roster. He's going to come in to compete for that job, and I think he's going to have a really good opportunity to, uh, to, to be a good tackle in this league for a long time. I, I think clearly the Broncos had made their minds up that if he was on the board at 20, they were going to take him. And they were even willing to uh, they were even willing to trade up at eight to eighteen to go up and get him. So certainly, a guy that the Broncos were thrilled to have on their board. They pick him with the twentieth overall pick in the draft. We had full coverage on that on Thursday night in the first round. Uh, also spoke with Garrett a little bit on uh, on Friday when he came in for his visit and was impressed. He's an impressive young man who is going to have an opportunity to. Uh, to really be secure in his position as the Broncos' starting left tackle. And then uh, on Friday in the second round, the Broncos, second and third round, the Broncos made three selections. They they started with Demarcus Walker at number 51. Now, uh, John Elway said after that pick was made that they had targeted uh, somebody and were actively trying to move up in the second round. I reported uh, both on the site, on Twitter, and over on at uh, Altitude AM 950, I had reported that the Broncos were trying to move up to select either Joe Mixon or Adam Shaheen. They were unable to pull off a trade for either of those offensive playmakers, and and my impression is they simply let the board fall to them at that point. They let the pick come to them, and the guy at the top of their board was Demarcus Walker, the pass rusher, uh, defensive end, interior rusher as well. 
out of Florida State and just watching how the Broncos responded to that selection, you, you get the feeling that they really are, they really were looking to add a little bit of beef, a little bit of nastiness. That's the theme that we're going to talk about continually uh, surrounding this NFL draft. Uh, the, the the nastiness that the Broncos were looking to add, and they, they got it in the first round. Garrett Bowles, in his press conference, said he wants to be a nasty prick along the offensive line, and then in the second round, they get a guy into Marcus Walker, clearly not happy about where he was drafted, and he's going to come in with an opportunity to be a really key piece along the defensive line rotation for Denver. So uh, I, I think a solid pick there. I think they opened up with two really solid picks. Now, was it Adam Shaheen? No. Was it, you know, if, if they had gotten Adam Shaheen in the second round and filled their left tackle need in the first, then that's an automatic A-plus grade for me. Uh, instead, they get uh, a really solid, really productive 16-sack season last year, uh, ACC Defensive Player of the Year uh, last season, and DeMarcus Walker also fills the, the DeMarcus hole left by uh, DeMarcus Ware. So that's their pick in the second round of the draft. In the third round, they went ahead and grabbed the juice, right? We've talked all throughout this process about the need for the Denver Broncos to add Juiced. Vance Joseph mentioned it. And guess what? They got it in the third round, selecting Carlos Henderson, the speedy uh, receiver, converted running back turned receiver uh, out of Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Tech. A really, really, really physically gifted player. You watch a little bit of him on tape. He's kind of a long strider, uh, dynamic talked with Tyke Tolbert about him a little bit today, the Broncos receivers coach. He was thrilled to have the opportunity to pick that guy up. He's explosive with the ball in his hands, makes plays, is going to be a, a contributor right away. He came into his press conference today wearing uh, wearing Gucci shoes that were about as sparkly as you could ever see uh, a pair of Gucci shoes. So Carlos Anderson, again, another solid pick, filling the need for juice. He's also going to be a guy who can come in and be a kick returner for the Denver Broncos. That's something that they've had a need for for quite some time. Uh, in the, uh, They had two picks in the third round then. they Through the first uh, four picks, they let the draft come to them. They didn't move up. They didn't move down. Through the first two days of the draft, they just kind of let things fall their way, and they wound up getting some very, very nice players. Their last pick of the second day of the draft was Brendan Langley, a cornerback out of Lamar. I, this was probably, for me, the, the weakest pick of the draft, uh, for maybe the second weakest pick of the draft for Denver. Langley is, is raw. He's doesn't have great technique. He's a six, as Hansa Joseph described him, he's a, he's a six foot four four forty guy. And that's where it starts if you're going to play cornerback in the NFL. He certainly has that. Um, but he's got to learn how to play the position. A converted receiver who's out there uh, on the defensive side of the ball now. And he's going to have he's going to have to learn a lot. I think the Broncos hope that he can come in and contribute on special teams as well. He was a punt returner at Lamar. And, and it's, it's pretty obvious that the Broncos were not only looking to add more juice on offense. They were looking to add more juice on special teams as well. They wanted a dynamic playmaker. They're... They're like top. They're 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 top of the charts. Big dream target in this draft, as we know, was was Christian McCaffrey, the running back out of Stanford. Being unable to get him, they added a guy, uh, two guys, and Carlos Henderson 
and in Langley, who can add juice in the return game, can be dynamic, can be f- fast. I mean, they've got a bunch of like 5'8 to 5'10 guys now who can all return kicks, who are all fast. I, I, I really liked the second day of the draft for them, uh, which has historically been John Elway's weakest day, but I, I dug the second day of the draft. Walker was actually probably my least favorite of those three picks. Now, on day three, the Broncos were able to add a considerable amount of sizzle, right? We've talked about sizzle being a need for the Broncos, and they got it. They got a named guy uh, in, in in the top of day three when in the first pick of the fifth round, the Broncos selected Jake Butt, the tight end, out of the University of Michigan. Now, personally, I'm just happy that uh, there's a guy named Jake on this roster now. Yeah, yeah. His name is Jake Butt. That's true, Mark Haas of CBS4, who's making jokes about uh, his name. He embraces it, though. You want to you wanna do this podcast with me, Marcos? No? All right. Um, you know, a, a good, a, certainly, that, that's your sizzle pick right there, the story that was leading every television newscast tonight regarding this draft pick was Jake Butt. And, and that, that's certainly well worth it. Uh, Butt's a talent, man. He's a, he's a guy who could have easily been a first or second round pick in this draft and wound up being available in the fifth. But let's talk a little bit about why he was available in the fifth. He's available in the fifth round of the draft, uh, because of, of two pretty serious knee injuries, not just the, the one he suffered in the bowl game that is going to keep him out until at least August or September, according to John Elway. I happen to think that's a little bit of a of a uh, assessment of a a favorable assessment. Uh, as I sit here trying to think through the fog of the last three days. That, that to me, was a favorable uh, assessment of where he sits at this stage. I think the, the more likelihood is that there's a chance you might not see a whole bunch of Jake Butt this season, but that's okay. Because when you get him back, you're going to potentially get a dynamic offensive weapon in the middle of the field, which is something that I've said the Broncos need uh, for some time. He, he's a very, very, very good player in a very, very, very good tight end class if he's able to get right. Now, you worry because he's had two ACLs and one in both knees, that he might just happen to have a a little bit of a durability issue, which you don't certainly want to see out of a guy that size. But I I, I think the odds are that, that once he does return, he'll be a really good contributor for the Broncos at a position of need. And once again, it just shows that throughout this draft... It's John Elway right there. He's sitting with a, he's sitting with a little, he's sitting with a box, and he's just checking off needs as he go. Jake Bud, uh, an A plus pick, in my opinion, especially considering the value. Uh, then, then let's talk about these last three picks: Isaiah McKenzie, D'Angelo Henderson. Uh, two of the last three. We'll save the last one for for last. Uh, the guy that I really want to want to talk about is D'Angelo Henderson. But on Isaiah McKenzie, it, it was a little bit of an interesting pick. I I don't know that all of these draft picks are going to wind up making this team. And if there's going to be a guy who doesn't, it's probably Isaiah McKenzie. Only because it's a double dip, right? They draft Henderson in the third round, who's a speedy wide receiver who can also return kicks. Then they draft Isaiah McKenzie, who's also a speedy wide receiver who can return kicks. I, I, I don't know where he fits necessarily. Unless you're just really looking to blow a couple of things up, which would certainly be understandable. Um, but as I uh, see just now that the Broncos have signed a 
Uh, I'm just trying to follow their, their UDFA editions. They're picking up offensive linemen. They're picking up a bunch of UDFA auditions. Again, this is this is uh, guerrilla reporting right here, folks, from the trenches uh, in the team room of the UC Health Training Center. But, you know, the, the, the McKenzie pick is an interesting one to me because you're, you're double-dipping in a position. Uh, talking to Tyke Tolbert, who was out here when that pick was made, actually watched the receivers coach for the Broncos, watched the Broncos make that pick. Uh, Tyke says that, that that guy is just an explosive, explosive guy with the ball in his hands, and I'm I'm looking forward to, to seeing how that plays out in training camp, watching these guys return kicks, uh, watching that competition. It's going to be certainly a fun one to watch. Then the Broncos make a couple of moves at running back. I mentioned the trade that they made earlier. The Broncos traded. Uh, they, they, they were trying to dump picks, so they wound up dumping two picks total in the draft, and they also wound up trading uh, trading Capri Bibbs. We we had Capri on our Get to Know a Broncos show during the season. Very thankful to Capri for that. Uh, but he wasn't going to make this roster. Uh, That's just where things sat. The Broncos felt like he was probably expendable, and San Francisco wanted him. John John Lynch, the uh, San Francisco 49ers GM, who, by the way, had a tremendous draft himself, he winds up getting a guy who he watched uh, during the preseason. John Lynch, if you remember, called games during the preseason, and that's where, believe it or not, most of Capri Bibbs' tape is. It's not in regular season games. It's in that, those preseason opportunities he's had, and John Lynch has seen all of them. So certainly a good opportunity there for Capri Bibbs, but to replace Bibbs, the Broncos pick up really interesting running back prospect, uh, D'Angelo Henderson, another Henderson, a run, the running back out of Coastal Carolina. John Elway kind of compared him to C.J. Anderson. I, I don't know if I love that comparison because he's a little bit smaller than C.J. in terms of the weight number. Uh, he's listed at 208, although he doesn't play 208. He plays a little bit bigger than that. I think he got, I think he's got the chance to be a good player. He's really thick. His upper body, his arms are really well-defined, really well-built out. I think he could be a, a good player for this Denver Bronco football club. He'll come in looking for an opportunity to compete for a spot on the roster at uh, running back. He's kind of a low center of gravity guy. He's 5'8", 208. Really good feet, can cut on a dime. Uh, impressive ability at a lot of different spots for D'Angelo Henderson. And then uh, the last pick, the Broncos have to wait literally to make the last pick in the draft. And they select Jake Butt. The not Jake, but excuse me. They select Chad Kelly, quarterback out of Old Miss. Kelly, uh, the nephew of Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback, fellow class of '83 guy, with, along with uh, John Elway, Jim Kelly's nephew. Uh, Chad Kelly's got some issues. He's got some off-field issues. He's got some medical issues. Uh, we, we may profile some of those later uh, in a week in a piece on the site. But he clearly has a lot of upside. You watch film on this kid, and he's got a pop an arm. I mean, the ball just comes out of his hand. He's got really good arm talent. Um, but, God, you look at... You look at the overall picture of Chad Kelly, and it concerns you. He was in a fight in 2014 that wound up getting him arrested. He was taken... He was, a Clem, he was at Clemson. Dabo Sweeney kicked him out of Clemson for the issues that he had. The first question to John Elway about Chad Kelly was about these off-field issues he had. John gave a pretty good answer, saying, you know, I, I called Jim. I trust Jim on those sorts of things. And and that's a... Uh, and that's a, uh, a 
pretty a pretty good that's a <laughs> that's a pretty good endorsement I, I mean you, you can't necessarily take a take a whole lot more than that we'll see what happens when he gets into camp he's probably going to be a red shirt for a little while the Broncos by the way also picked up a northern Colorado's quarterback to come in and be a, at least an arm through camp that that that'll probably do it for our little draft recap uh draft recap podcast here on the broncos blitz i'll be back on monday i'll probably do a full one tomorrow when i'm not surrounded by other members of the media uh, who are looking at me oddly as i talk to myself in a digital recorder uh we'll 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 uh we'll, we'll check in with you but for now and for everybody at 5280 sports network i'm jake marsing